Oh damn, we're in trouble now. So big, uh, big developments in, in my life right now. Ooh, what? I got two big things. First, um, yesterday I went to my buddy's birthday party mm-hmm. where um, he, who I've known, well, it's not his birthday party. It's his kid's <laughs> birthday party. And me and my other really good friend, Arian, and his little sister, Donia, drove up from Temecula. So it was like an hour and a half of driving. Um, now they're both from Iran or they're Persian and they can both speak Farsi really well. And so I'm going to, I'm going to try to learn Farsi in the next couple of like months and years. And here's what it's going to do is because in the family, right. Who we've known forever and ever, they have the oldest son, Arian, who's my, who is one of my best friends. And then he has a younger brother, Arash, who lives in New York. Now Arash and we, uh, this family and Arash kind of have uh, a checkered past in regards to, he, he poisoned us with bad Chinese <laughs> food. Every yeah. time I think of Arash, it just takes me right back to San Francisco yeah. and um, food poisoning. With the worst experience ever and the, he just loved it so much well they hid yeah. the rating of the restaurant which was like a c right yeah it yeah. was c minus yeah. i think the only way you can see it is when you come downstairs after you eat after you eat yeah yeah and then i'm sorry to bother you but no, remember right. that disgruntled family yes well so like, let's paint the picture right so we're in san francisco yep. it's you me brandon um and then um no i didn't have a girlfriend at the time no you did yeah was it michaela it was, it was Michaela. No, no. Yeah. It, was, it was Michaela. Oh, it was Michaela. It was Michaela. Yeah, it was Michaela. Yeah, it was Michaela. Yeah. yeah. And so it was us four. And then Arash, who had at the time lives in San Francisco, he lives in Brooklyn now. He was like, oh, hey, just hit me up and we'll go get dinner because, you know, we've known him forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And so we hit him up and we meet him. We meet him where? On Market, or Market Street, right? No, no. On no. Uh, Marketplace. No, no, no. Um, Montgomery. We were next on, we were on, yeah, yeah, we next, were on Montgomery. Yeah. yeah. Next we meet him on Montgomery and then he's like, Hey, where do we go? And we're like, I don't know, dude, you live here. Like, yeah. tell us where. And he goes, Oh, well, let's just go to Chinatown. And then, so we go to Chinatown. Yeah. Because didn't you say like his family goes there all the time when they come into town or yeah, something? something or? Like, there was some, some sort of a way to get us into Chinatown. Yeah. And then there's that lady at the side of the, on the corner, right? Who's <laughs> flicking the cards <laughs> to try to get you into the restaurant. Yeah. Like the guy in Vegas. Yeah. Like, the guy in Vegas. The right. Yeah. yeah. And so our Ash is like, well, this place seems good. Look at the pictures. And so we're like, oh, okay. And it's kind of like in an alley, in a door, in another door. And we finally yeah. get there and you have to walk up some stairs and you get, you're seated in a very, like in a circular table. And then from there, everything went downhill. Fast. Quick. Right? Very so it's fast. like, that we knew, like we placed our order. None of our orders were right. Like our drink orders, none of our drink orders were right. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. It's going to be this it's going to be this kind of experience. Remember they asked, because Arash just wanted water, and yeah. they're like, do you want tap water mm-hmm. or do you want like um, bottled water? And he's like, tap water. It was like literally like dish water water. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like super murky and really gross. And I was just like, well, good enough. I know. And we could, they were like, whatever sodas. It's like, yeah. can we have a Sprite? Do you want 7-Up? No. Nope. Yeah. You yeah. Know, or something. Yeah, really I remember Brandon was like, like, can I have a Coke or a Diet Coke? And they're like, oh, do you say Pepsi? <laughs> and like, just like everything was wrong. And then yeah. like the food was wrong. And we were, but it was so bad. It was funny. Yeah, yeah, but remember, I'm like, and no bell peppers because yeah. I'm allergic to bell peppers and it comes with bell peppers. They yeah. hit it in your food. Literally, yeah. it's like she just, it was so bad. It was almost like she just picked up my plate, turned her back, mm. threw it on the ground and handed it back to me. Yeah, we were like, well, don't pull out. Don't just pick out the bell peppers because I'll still get sick. Don't do that. And they're like, okay, we won't. And she was like, did you? And she was like, no, we didn't. She was like, because this is my plate and this is a, my food. Did you do that? Like, no. And you like, you ate one bite and you're like, oh, cool. There's bell peppers down below. Yeah, yeah. That's but exactly in, what they okay, did. Yeah. So, but he was, but the, the funny thing is, is that 
we, the four of us were having just this horrific experience and Arash loved it. Remember? Yeah, he ate every, he, he ate every piece of food. Yeah. And our food mm-hmm. and yeah. that murky dishwater. Yeah. He had his plate his, he had my plate. He had some of Brandon's plate and then he took yours and, and Michaela's home mm-hmm. yep. and he was having a great time. And the best part though was because there was that family that was next to us who kind of <laughs> fell in the same situation. They got suckered into the, the restaurant. And the wife and husband were just going at it. Yeah. And it was like this weird fight and it was just, it just made more of an entertaining experience. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's the only thing that distracted us from the food was mm-hmm. the listening to them fight. It's yeah. A, yeah. That just, re- mm-hmm. yeah. So, so anyway, back to our Ash. So my plan is it's, um, Arian, you know, the oldest, our Ash, the second old, you know, the middle child and then Donia, the, the, the baby. Um, so I'm going to learn Farsi with the help of Arian and Donia and then Arian's parents. And I'm going to take like Rosetta Stone and all that stuff. And I'm going to learn Farsi. So when Arash comes to visit from New York, I'm going to speak Farsi, but not tell him that I, that I actually learn it. And then he's going to be like, Oh my God, do you speak Farsi? I'm like, no dude, what are you talking about? We're speaking English. And we're going to like, <laughs> we're going to deny that I'm speaking like, I, like Arian will the say whole something. Family's yeah, the whole, be yeah, in the on whole it. family's already, and I told him yesterday, they're already so into it. So like Sean, Arian's dad is going to like say something to me in Farsi and then I'll answer in English. And then Arash <laughs> be like, but dude, how do you know what that, how do you know what my dad's saying? And then just like, oh, I'll, well, everybody's denying the fact that I'm going to know Farsi. That's awesome. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So we have that. And then the second. So it's only taken us what, like four years for payback for the Chinatown yeah. massacre. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I was, I texted him earlier today or I texted him last night. And he responded to me earlier today and he goes, Hey, I was like, Hey, love you. And he goes, I love you too, buddy. He's like, I miss you a lot. And I was like, I miss you too. Ha, um, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> if only, you know, um, but my big, the, the next big thing, that I've I've recently discovered was this week was um, Gil's nest cameras can look into our backyard oh, and I cool. pee a lot in the backyard. <laughs> so like it's just how do it's you just, know that? Well, Did because I was peeing in the backyard and I was just you know you get bored you just want to look you around and stuff. You're the only person that pees in the backyard. No, everyone does. Brandon, sure. I mean, if it's dark, I'll pee in the backyard. Yeah. So anyway, I'm okay. Pee- no, 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 no. Let's just. I would like everybody to know that I do not pee in the okay. backyard. Okay. Most normal people pee in the backyard. Anyway, I'm peeing in the backyard and I'm just like, you know, I'm just kind of looking around, just kind of checking my surroundings. And I'm like, Oh, what's that? Is that like a wasp nest on Gil's house? And I was like, Oh no, that's a ring camera. That's like, you know, cause it's, to, it's to mm-hmm. monitor his backyard. Right. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah, he can probably see me. Huh? <laughs> and so like, I wonder how many times he's like, he's got a little like ring notification or a nest notification that there's somebody in your backyard. And there's just like this grown man peeing and, Oh no! That's when the face like this. Yeah. That's when Gloria looks at you and be like, "Hello, Robert." Oh God, she does wave a lot. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If she would like buys us next year for Christmas because they always give us Christmas cheese, and I love them for that and chocolate. If they give us toilet paper next year, we know that for sure you've been caught. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not pooping in the backyard. Well, I'm just saying that's kind of a very nice way for them to let you know that they know. Well, he doesn't have to like wipe his wiener. You don't tap tap. (laughs) You shake shake. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I don't have one. And I thought you would get like a little piece of toilet paper and be like, dip, dip, dip. No. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. There's not that. a whole lot of like maintenance no. with, with dudes. Oh, wow. We're lucky. If, if, you're lucky if most of them aim. I, in nine times out of 10, most people don't. Nope. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, trust me. I know because I potty trained both when of you. We were, uh, and you guys were like little sprinklers. Okay. We can pivot. <laughs> No, I'm serious. It'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one yeah. time, Austin, because we had always... This is our friend group growing yeah. up. 
awesome whenever we're at our urinal, you know, because there's no there's no dividers in the urinals, right? Yeah. You just they're just right next to each other. Austin would always this is always like a public after we've been drinking, but he would always go to the urinal in, the, in between us and pull his pants down all the way down to his ankles and start peeing in the urinal. Urinal? Why? Because <laughs> he thought it was funny. Yeah, but he always every opportunity. <laughs> but the thing is, is that with every opportunity with you and your friends, you guys were taking your clothes off. Oh, absolutely. That's if there was a reason. Yeah, if there was a reason. Oh, did I tell you too that Arian and I are going to make a fake bachelor party? For who? For who? Uh, well, for me, I'm going to be fake married. So what's going to? Well, they <laughs> went to they went to the party being fake married. Yeah. So and yeah. Donia was yeah, so, their child. Yeah. So because Tamsin, um, she you know she as from Orange County, right? We were thinking, oh yeah, she's going to have a lot of Orange County friends, and so the backstory was that. Aaron and I were a couple. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. It either. really does. Yeah. You guys would make a cute couple. Yeah. And Donia was, Donia is our, our daughter. I can't believe that she's already she's, 14. She's 15. She'll be 15 in August 1st. That's Can you insane. believe that? Yeah. I remember when she was an itty bitty baby. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you're like, and Donia came and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, did she get a little kid's meal? Yeah. Cause I'm like imagining her like, yeah, eight. you know, she's a, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's weird too, is especially on the car ride is she would, she's very, very intellectual. Um, she well, was, they all are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Donia so much so that like you forget that she's 14, 15. You think you're talking to like an uh, adult, yeah, an adult, like somebody who had has seen some things. Yeah. And then so like she'll be like, oh, well, um, she, she just makes all these really good points in terms of just like anything. And then she's also like, ooh, look at a piece of candy. And she's wearing like the, she's wearing the goodie bag from the party for four year olds. <laughs> she's got little goofy glasses on That's and she's awesome. eating like a ring pop. And I was like, I really have to like look back and remember that she's 14 yeah. because she's, she's really, really mature for her age. Yeah. Um, that's really I totally cool. Forgot. Oh yeah. So anyway, so Arian and I, because we realized that our friend group is just getting, you know, they're getting older. They're, you know, people are getting married and have kids. And so it's harder to see each other. You know, we're moving away and things. So what's going to happen is I'm going to, I'm going to make a fake save the date and I'm going to email everybody and Arian's going to be my best man. And so I'm going to email everybody to save the date. I'm going to email everybody like we're even going to re- email a registry um, and Arian's going to plan the bachelor party. And so like, Hey guys, you know, this is Robert's, you know, last farewell before he, you know, ties the knot and things like that. We're going to like, make sure, you know, let's give him one final send off and all the guys are going to come. We're going to send it to like the wives and make it like as most legit as possible. Yeah. And we're not going to tell them until like the last day of the bachelor party. Yeah. But you, you can't send a registry. Cause what if they really buy you gifts? I don't see the problem. Yeah, you can't. There, there's no takes you back. It's going to be the registry is going to be like a Nerf gun and a Nintendo <laughs> switch and like, <laughs> you know, men's clothing. And they're like, what? Yeah. Just random ass mm-hmm. shit. So I yeah. that's funny. As yeah. Shit. So I'm really excited to learn. Or Farsi. just have a registry and just have one thing on the registry. It's gonna be the same thing. Yeah. You know, well, X, X's registry is literally just money for his honeymoon. Yeah. So I should do that. I should do money for my bachelor party. No, you can. I believe that's getting money under false pretenses. Not if you're your friends. If you're friends, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no. that's a good point. I am. Um, so yeah, I, so I'm gonna put a little word of warning um, that perhaps you should probably just make a fake registry. No. So also too, we <laughs> told Johnny, and Johnny's really in on it. So he's gonna be our inside man. Yeah. He's gonna be like, hey guys, are you going to the bachelor party? You totally should. Like blah 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 blah. So he's he's our inside man. I like Johnny. Yeah. Well, Brandon and I have some exciting news too. Yeah. We're so excited. I just can't stand it. 45 days, 45 days and counting, Mm -hmm. um, we will be full-time social media influencers. Cool. Well, probably about like 43 since February is just a short month. I am, I am like one of those, like one of those, um, People you okay wanna, over there? Yeah, do you, I got a hangnail on it? Do you want clippers? Nope. I have. I, asked, I literally. I, I literally I asked have. Him I don't care. Brent, I have cuticle clippers. I, I have clippers no. for you. Cuticle. Instead, nope. he's gonna sit there, and you were gonna hear. Yeah, because this transition is great on film. 
Does it? Uh-huh. Good. You look like one of those hitmen that like, would like chew off your fingers to like make sure you don't have prints. I have thought about that. I know. So anyway, <laughs> getting back to it, Brandon and I um, moved up the date and as of March 31st will be our last day. Woo! And, That's good. Yeah. And for, you know, I was, I was doing my little vlogging uh, before we uh, started this podcast and it, it just got me to thinking it's because it's like, I really only have weekends to like find my stuff for my Poshmark, um, do all sorts of content. And I am just so excited to see where I'm going to be able to, to go mm-hmm. being able to do this full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's to me, it's like, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, to think you got this far while working full time, mm-hmm. you know, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen when this is like your dedicated, you know, practice. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then I already told a friend of mine that I was <laughs> going to quit and then I was going to do social media full time. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, it's kind of fun to kind of like let people know that. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. And it's just like, yeah, no, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing. Sure. And all that jazz. So, yeah. Are you excited? I am excited. You know, it. In, it's, the thing is, is like, I'm really grateful of the career I had. Um, you know, it, it has gotten me to the point of where I am right now. But I have absolutely 100% lost my passion for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it just, I feel like even Arian's dad was saying yesterday about what a tough business it is. Yeah. And, you know, because he sells a lot of real estate and he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, escrow officers get mm-hmm. beat up. And, and I didn't really realize the amount of damage it was doing to me until I realized I was getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, you kind of don't really see what you're into until you're outside of it looking in and you're just like, damn, okay. Like it's been doing this and like, this. Yeah. I know. Cause like I, this is the fourth Sunday in a row where I haven't gone to the gym because yep. I am oversleeping. Mm-hmm. Like I am just so burnt out that I sleep nonstop. And it's just, it's insane. Yeah. Well, it's, it's to the point where it's like, it's your body and it's your brain just trying to reset. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I was kind of upset because last night some agent texted me at 9.45 at night or 9.15, it was after nine o'clock on a Saturday night about loan docs. And it upset me. And you know what? You can't unsee a text. Yeah. And my entire night, um, I it was like up, you know, I'd, I'd like fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep, wake up. And I'm like, this just isn't okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that amount of stress for that long, just, I'm just really excited. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I don't want anybody to be like, oh, she's whining or she's complaining, you know. No, it's it's justified though. Cause like the stories that you and Brandon have, like nobody seems to be like, I don't know if it's because of COVID or, or what have you, but everybody's really demanding and it just, nobody, like they're just, they're just rude. They're just mean people. Well, have you ever called me and hear that, hear my voice where it's like, it's like constricted. Mm -hmm. And that is because I literally cannot take a, a full breath. Mm-hmm. And when it's affecting your health that much, something needs to give. Yeah, yeah dude. Because like I go in and then my entire chest is just, it's tight. Like mm-hmm. I'm like my entire chest mm-hmm. is so tight. I'm like, dude, how the, why, why am I doing this? Yeah. 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 What's the point of it? Especially too, because you were saying that like you, you're so tired and burnt out. You don't even want to like post in social media. So it's like, you don't even like, you kind of like takes the will out of doing the one thing that you really like mm-hmm. your passion. You know? Yeah, because I remember the I, I don't remember what day it was, but it was a really rough day. And I remember calling you on the way home and I was almost in tears because it was like I was so beat up. Mm-hmm. I had lost my will to even to finish my vlog yeah. and to to do this and to do that. And by the time I got home and walked Liberty, I was able to kind of like calm myself down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's I guess my whole point is, is like if you're in this situation where you don't have that that passion, you know, you don't you know, 
Papa always said, don't, don't close one door before you get another one open, you know, maybe start exploring and finding that other door and find out what you, what you can do to replace it, to make your life happy. Yeah. I mean, Brandon and I, <clears throat> we were at In-N-Out the what, a couple of weeks back and we ran into, I don't know if you remember him, but he was the biggest goober ever. But do you remember Doug? He from had, where? From uh, back in the day. He never really came over very much. He was mostly at Johnny's. Yeah. Mm. He, he's this big goobery dude who like, he reminds me a lot of, what, what, what dog would Doug be? He'd be a St. Like Bernard. Like a sheep dog? Yeah, like a St. Bernard. Yeah, just really big and like mm-hmm. derpy. But he's, but he's a good dude. He's so funny. And, you know, he he um, had like this landscaping business or he had something with like some sort of business that he just wasn't vibing with. And so he ended up selling his portion of the business and he actually bought a camera, taught, taught himself how to edit videos and is now making videos for um, Supercross. Yeah. For like, wow. for like, I think it's like KTM or Kawasaki or something like that. And like, they literally like, hey dude, like I, I just talked to Johnny about it yesterday. Um, he's going to be in, I think Arizona or something filming for these people. And he was like, dude, I, I'm, you know, chasing my dream. I'm, I'm actually making money doing this. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the thing that you just kind of follow your dream, like no matter what it is, you know, and not try to like waver for anything. I mean, yeah. Like the jump is scary going from one thing that's secure to one thing that you're not really sure of. Mm-hmm. But like, once you kind of see yourself progressing more in the mm-hmm. thing that you want to chase, then at that point, it's just like, okay, yeah, you know, it's time to make that leap and, you know, go for it instead of just sitting here and just mm-hmm. saying, what if, you mm-hmm. know, because yeah. like, you can sit there for the rest of your life and go, well, what if, mm-hmm. and like, well, what if this doesn't work or what if it does work? You know, you don't know unless you jump. Right. So like, I know, I know that this has been an interesting part for your, your transition too, because I know you were a little, I don't say, I would say hesitant to start or a little, you're a little, um, would you say nervous? Uh, more nervous. Cause yeah. I mean, I am going to be starting to get a YouTube channel going next month, but I'm going to start into Twitch. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to start streaming Twitch either today or well today's Sunday or next Sunday, mm-hmm. just so I kind of have all like everything in line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's a little nerve wracking cause I just don't know. It's such mm-hmm. a, like a what if situation, mm-hmm. but instead of looking at it as a, what if it's something that's motivating. Yeah. But what's, Really cool. What I personally think what's really cool is that we're what ifing and we're all jumping, but we're all jumping together. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, to me, it's like, I think if with we all putting our our effort in it to it together, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a, we have, it's going to work. Yeah. You know, I can't say, well, maybe it will work. We've got it. We also, we've thought really hard too in other terms of income too. So it's not Mm -hmm. like we're like not making money. We've, we've Mm -hmm. kind of planned it out so that we can support ourselves financially as at at this transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have, um, I started my Poshmark account and I absolutely 100% love that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have so much fun with my social media and it's to me, it's like I get to be on camera and, and motivate people and shop at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that's like a dream come true. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking to Jennifer at work the other day and she's like, you know, and I was talking about everything that we're doing. And she's like, let me just stop you right here. She was like, your energy from talking about work to you know, your, your, what you're going to be yeah. doing. She goes, your face lit up and she goes, it instantly switched. So I'm super excited about that, but I have my Poshmark account up and running. Um, I'm going to sign a contract with, um, the sober app today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have people reaching out to me that I really like their brand. So I'm going to be doing that. So yeah, we're all going to have our independent streams of income. Uh, the thing that's scary is it's not as many numbers yeah. as it was, but we have we planned this well enough that we're going to be able to 
you know, we're going to be able to keep ourselves floating mm -hmm. until something really lands and, and, you know, and it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But I mean, like our well-being is more than just numbers. Your mental health. Yeah. Way more than just numbers. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know what? And it's just because, I mean, you have to be realistic. And I always fall back on, on my dad, on Papa, like, you know, because he was just such a wise guy. And I used to, whenever I would have a problem, I would always come on over and he would sit in his chair in the garage because he lived in the garage. Mm -hmm. And I would just sit there on the floor and talk to him. And he always gave me the advice of that was always like a sound advice. Mm -hmm. It was always like, um, you know, if you want to get here, here are some realistic steps you can do to get there. And I feel like we have made those realistic steps. We've laid the plans to enable us to be able to do that. And I'm really proud that Papa's legacy, you know, paid off. And now we can turn around and do the same thing. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just going for it. Yeah. So... So excited. Yeah. I just can't hide it. You know, it's just a, a new journey in life. And sometimes it's it feels about time to do it. Oh, it's absolutely time. And it would have, something would have happened. Um, Health-wise, something would have happened. I just I just feel it. Um, it was only a matter of time, right? It like, was only a matter of time. Because there was times where I was like, oh, okay, text me when you get home. And like things like that. Because I was like, oh, I hope she gets home. You know, or like... You know, there's times where I thought, Brandon, I thought you'd be so stressed that you would like pick up smoking or something again, mm -hmm. you know? So like there was always, there was always that level of concern, especially when I heard you guys would have like a hard day. I'm like, dang, I hope they're, I hope they're both recovering well, Yeah, you know? Dude, I was honestly close. Like the thought crossed my mind. I was like, hmm, I was like, dude, I can just, you know, start smoking again and be mm -hmm. fine. But then I was like, well, that doesn't really fix anything. Yeah. You're not solving mm -hmm. any problems. No. Yeah. So it was just like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah. But yeah, because I mean, but it's, and the thing is, it's like, it's so, it's stress just wears you down so much that, I mean, I'm so glad that none of us ever went back to our old addictions. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes it's like I'd be driving and I'd be like, you know, I just want to go to the casino, get drunk and fucking just escape. Because yeah. that's where Barbu and I used to go to escape. And even saying that makes me, makes my my throat tighten and it, it's it's something where it's like i felt like we were we were tempting fate mm -hmm. by not making changes but i can remember having covid and setting up the computer for eight hours a day and yeah that was brutal that was not okay brandon was getting it just massacred at work mm -hmm. and i had a hundred degree fever with covid trying to you know read contracts yeah and it's just, that's just not an okay way to live. Yeah, that was rough. I remember like laying down here and you coughing and like knowing I couldn't do anything. And mm -hmm. like, you're like, oh, well, I have to work. Like I can't even, I can't even rest. Yeah. Cause I could not leave Brandon. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, I didn't, truthfully, I didn't care about the clients mm -hmm. and I didn't care about the agents. I didn't care about where I worked. Mm -hmm. um, but I did care about Brandon and his mental health because you know what? It's like, you know what it's it was just the simple fact that you couldn't get um you couldn't get support it just was ridiculous well yeah i mean i didn't get any help from anybody well i mean at the same token it's like i mean everybody was busy but like the other people that were working for us like the other assistants did not help me i mean they were doing their job and they were working but like I was left alone. No, I asked the owner of the company to have the one officer that was working remotely um, come in and help. And the answer was, mm, well, you know, she isn't really, that's not her personality type. I'm like, okay, great. 
Yeah. So anyway, that is going to be in the past and we have a really bright future ahead of us. So good things. Good things are coming. Yep. Great. I, you know what the thing is, is that when I'm doing my vlogging, I find that um, the more animated I can be, Mm -hmm. the, the more it shows exactly who I am. So I like to be animated. Yeah. So. Yes. So what more you want to explain what Brandon's doing right now? So what I did is sometimes I always wonder, like anybody listening there. I thought it, you were going to read. Well, it's locked. Okay. Okay. I'll, do my, I'll do it. You talk. I don't want to. I'll, I'll oh, talk. so what I, I just want to make sure that, you know what, because if you're listening to the podcast, sometimes it sounds a little bit like maybe it's Brandon and I um, are on team us and then there's Robert. So I got to thinking that, um, do you want me to do it, Robert? Yes. Do you even know my password to my laptop? No. Nope. Can, okay, Brandon talks. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so pretty, pretty, Oh, excuse me for not knowing everyone's much, passwords. We're just going to figure out the difference between, or the personality traits. Brandon, you got to talk it up better. Okay, so what it was, it's, this is Brandon, great I, I like how you guys like, go, Brandon. No, and then you guys fucking well, just come on. on this, mom's doing the story, and you're like this. No, so what it is, is I just want to make sure. See, this right here. Yes. This is what I wanted. Yes, I just want to make sure when you're listening to the podcast that you're not sitting there going, why is it Brandon and, and, and Lonnie against Robert? Or why does it seem like Robert isn't a part of the, the, the gang? And the reason, and I got to thinking about it, and there's such differences, there are such subtle differences between the first child and the second child that I thought it would be kind of interesting to kind of, you know, read about it and talk about it. Then we're going to take it one step farther because Brandon and I are the youngest children. I mean, yep. Brandon was my youngest son. I was the youngest daughter. Robert is the oldest son, and we're going to compare him with my sister, mm-hmm. Auntie Vicky who um, was the oldest. Was the oldest. All right. Now let's wait, see. Wait, hang on. Before we get to this, I'm just going to restart the camera. Okay. So now once I start talking, everybody just wants to get up and ignore and tell me to shh. I'm I back. see how it is. For some reason, I thought something was wrong with the microwave and I wanted to check that. Wow. Okay, Brandon, go. Oh, oh okay. I can go? Yes. Are you yes. sure? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you sure? Go. Oh my God. Okay, so first, okay, so the reason why I'm going to be doing this is because I need to get my narrator voice going. Okay. Okay. I thought we were trying to work on your narrator voice. Yeah. See, oh. here's the thing is, is I think sometimes, Brandon, you get a little uncomfortable, so you turned it into kind of a... Um, I'm not uncomfortable. I'm literally going to be reading. Okay. Get then read. Then read. Well, then stop it. Interrupting me. Okay. Okay, so first what we're going to oh do... Oh, my God. Okay, what we're <laughs> going to... Here we do, go. No, what this we're going to... This is firstborn do, personality Well, hang on, well, hang on. We're gonna, we're, like Mom's saying, we're going we're gonna to ask these questions. You guys are going to answer, and I'll answer on behalf of Auntie Vicky and me as the firstborn. But th- there, there is no question. This is just... This is like similarities. So the similarity between... Okay, we'll read a similarity. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, oh, so what, so what we're going to do is, in all honesty, what we're going to do is we're going to read a personality trait for the, for the oldest child. Then we're going to see if, it, if Brandon and I have that trait... And then we're going to compare it to um, my sister and Robert. And then we'll do a younger, uh, youngest child trait to see if you have any of those traits. Yep. Exactly what we just said. It's okay. We're it's, at, but right. now we're really sure. <laughs> all right. Firstborn personality traits. Simply by being a couple's first child, a firstborn will naturally be raised with a mixture of instinct and trial and error. That's so you. Yeah. Um, 
This often causes parents to become by-the-book caregivers who are extremely attentive, stringent with rules, and overly neurotic about the, the minutiae. My, my, the minute. Is that how you really spell minute? Yeah. Wow. M-I-N-U-T-I-A-E. Minute? Hmm. Yeah. This in turn may cause the child to become perfectionist, always striving to please mm-hmm. their parents. No. Well, you you are a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist by trade, yeah, but I don't do it to please you. Firstborns, (laughs) wow, yeah. Firstborns bask in their parents' presence, which may explain why they sometimes act like mini adults. They are also Mm -hmm. diligent and want to excel at everything they do. As a leader of the pack, firstborns often tend to be reliable, conscientious, structured, cautious, controlling, and achievers. Those are all really good things. Yeah. Okay, so hold on. So let's let's dive a little bit farther in because it's pretty accurate though. Yeah, but I remember <laughs> you saying <laughs> I remember you saying like when um when you were younger and like we would be barbecuing, you would always feel like you had to like um to do it. Like you took a lot of you took a lot of the adult roles yeah. as a child. Mm-hmm. And in comparing that to Auntie Vicky, you know, my parents were always arguing and that took up 90% of their time. She acted as my parent. Yeah. I mean, she taught me how to, she taught me how to read. She taught me how to write. Mm-hmm. She taught me everything. So it, as a child, she had to take that parental role with me. So sure. I would say know. very same, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now here's firstborn strengths. The firstborn is accustomed to being the center of attention. That's not me. Yes, oh, Lord, it have is. Mercy, yes, they, it is. They have mom and dad on them uh, uh, to themselves before siblings arrive. Uh, Many parents spend more time reading and explaining things to firstborns. It's not as easy when other kids come into the picture, says Frank Farley, PhD, a psychologist at Temple University in Philadelphia, who has studied personality and human development for decades. That undivided attention may have a lot to do with the firstborns tend to be overachievers. Yeah. He explains in addition to usually scoring higher on IQ tests and generally getting more education than their brothers and sisters. We well, Firstborns go to tend to mm-hmm. out earn their siblings. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't see the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But those, I mean, but that's accurate though. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Cause you're a very overachiever. I, yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I definitely, so and you're smart. I'm, well, I think I'm, I'm not so much like an overachiever. I, I'm a, I think I'm competitive nature and I want to, I don't want to lose. Well, you're a perf- you are a perfectionist and I think a perfectionist and an overachiever are pretty much the same thing. Don't okay. you? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, mean, how does that, okay. So let me ask you this. I mean, how does that make you feel, Robert? Does that make you feel like, you know, like perhaps you're, you're too hard on yourself no. or. Not at all. <laughs> I, like, I like being the best version of myself. And, yeah. and I like, and I, and I really like pushing myself to be better. Yeah. I love it. It's I like, like it's my, it's my jam. Yeah. Cool. So read a, so does there's still, there's firstborn challenges. Okay. Let's hear it. Success comes with a price. Firstborns tend to be a type a personalities who never cut mm-hmm. themselves any slack. Wow. They often have an intense fear of failure. So nothing they accomplish feels good enough. Says Michelle P. Maidenberg. PhD, a child and family therapist in White Plains, New York. And because they dread making a misstep, oldest kids tend to stick to the straight and narrow. They're typically inflexible and they don't like change and are hesitant to step out of their comfort zone, she explains. In addition, because firstborns are often given a lot of responsibility at home, whether it's helping with chores or watching over their young siblings, they can be quick to take charge and can be bossy when they do. That burden can lead to excess stress for a child who already feels mm-hmm. pressure to be perfect. 
You always try to take charge. I always have to take charge. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, so, Brandon and Robert. Okay. So, I was a single mom, and whenever, like, Brandon would call out sick, Robert mm-hmm. would have to stay home, too. Yeah. You know, that was just the way it was. Um, so, given reading this, I mean, Robert, I mean, do you... do? You, do you understand now kind of like your personalities and Ro- Brandon, do you kind of like maybe does that shed a little light on why Robert is the way he is? I already knew why Robert was the way he was. Why am I the, what do you mean? What am I? I grew up with you. I know you're that way. Okay. But sometimes, I mean, as an adult, I mean, sometimes as an adult, is it, I mean, cause I still, and Robert is still very, you know, like helpful and, and he still has like that. You still have a sense of duty. Yeah, I, I have to take care of you guys constantly. When? Always. <laughs> oh my God, Brendan, you're so cute. What? Me? Yeah. No, I said when. I know. What do you, Brandon, what? pick any fucking day and I'll tell you. I don't Pick like, a day. I don't like that pick, language. Pick a I day. Like pick a day. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. So, and again, it is like, I mean, it, you, Robert, you fit right into mm-hmm. that. I mean, it's pretty um, spot on. That's, it's pretty yeah. spot on. That's probably on. the most accurate now, way to describe me. Now, it, having all of those traits, did mm-hmm. you see any of that in Auntie Vicky? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just her being like, like super, like, like a type A, no nonsense. Like, okay, guys, this is how it is. She was very she would, no nonsense. She yes. and she loved. I think Auntie Vicky really appreciated structure. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? extremely. And so. like, like the thing said, there's there's safety and kind of routine and structure and um, kind of like that 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 parental role. Mm-hmm. I absolutely mm-hmm. would see it, and that's what I, that's so funny because that's actually some of the, the my most fond memories of Auntie Vicky is when she she absurd. Uh, demonstrated some sort of like type a personality trait you know whether it be like when tanner dropped his spoon and she like shoved the spoon in his <laughs> chest and she's like there you go eat it or like you know like demonstrating some sort of like power move i remember like it just anything that she did i was i was always in awe of it yeah, yeah. she was a very powerful woman yeah and, I, and, I, and it was it was a lot of her her um like her courageous strength and things like that it was what made me like really really just gravitate towards her i, I she's you know obviously my favorite aunt yeah. <laughs> well, only well, aunt, yeah. but but I but I you know she was she was huge and and I think it's really cool that she and I mean because she and I were really really mm-hmm. close that um we, you guys were able to have so much time yeah. you know together yeah that um you you know it was like yeah it was cool this one time I remember she gave us rattlesnake rattles because her her Angus and Ozzy had killed the rattlesnakes that's right mm-hmm. and like how cool is it for a five year old to be like oh yeah this is a rattlesnake my aunt you know killed. Yeah. yeah, you know, like yeah. it was cool, and like, you know, she just there wasn't there wasn't an instance I think with Auntie Vicky where I was like I was ever hesitant about any decision she made, and I it's just it was a very safe umbrella to be under, and yeah. I kind of really liked it. She had a really cool, you know, just as a personal moment, um, because she was always like that. She was mm-hmm. always having to be that strong person. She sure. was always having that, and I always felt like she never had a chance to be free, like free hearted. Sure. And I had a dream one time where it was after Papa passed away also. Mm-hmm. And Auntie Vicky was in this like sunflower dress because she loves sunflowers. And she was just dancing and it was flowing all around. And I asked Papa, I'm like, is Aunt, you know, is Vicky okay? What is, you know, where is she at? And he looked at me and, she, and he goes, she's finally free. Mm. And it just, just, it's really, really very um, emotional for me because she she was in such a um, almost like a cage of having to be this person mm-hmm. that 
it's nice for me to know that I feel like she she is able to let that guard down and just be free. Well, I think well, I know, and I and I definitely don't want to put words in Antivika's mouth or speak on behalf, but I you know as an older sibling, right? I, like my love language is acts of service, mm-hmm. so like I'll demonstrate that I love you through you know whether it be like you know anything you know like oh I'll do that I'll do that for you I, and I think Auntie Vicky demonstrated a lot of her love towards you by the act of service of maybe in terms of like um, you know looking out for you she beat up everybody whoever yeah. whoever yeah. crossed you and that was just her way of expressing she love had and a stuff. really 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 hard life yeah and I think it was that it was the freedom of that that I think I felt I mean she she liked holding up she liked being the protector Mm -hmm. but it was her just incredibly hard journey Mm -hmm. that i think she finally was able to free herself from oh sure okay you know what i mean yeah so so let's talk let's talk about us now let's talk about the youngest child. okay yeah we'll do the youngest and then since there is no middle child we'll still just yeah we'll still read it yeah just in case there's because i mean there are middle children out there listening to our podcast Okay. <laughs> okay. As the youngest child, please disregard the oldest child's <laughs> youngest child personality traits. Youngest children tend to be the most free spirited due to their parents' increasingly laissez faire attitude towards parenting the second. Laissez faire. Th- Is that how you say? It? Yeah. Laissez faire attitude towards parenting the second or third or fourth or fifth time around. The baby of the family tends to have the following birth order traits, fun-loving, uncomplicated, manipulative, outgoing, mm-hmm. attention-seeker, and self-centered. I don't, I'm not self-centered. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> the fuck? Yabba-dabba-doo, yeah, you are. If you had to pick word to argue, that would be not the word to argue with. How am I <laughs> self-centered? I don't think just about myself. Yep. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, who got breakfast burritos this morning? You did because you asked me if I wanted some. What? Don't look at me. You guys made plans. We're manipulative. Yeah, you guys made plans about me getting a breakfast burrito (laughs) yesterday with no idea that I, you never include me in. Well, anyways. And I love you dearly, Brandon, but we are, I mean, you are not manipulative, but you definitely are like, we're self-centered. Yeah. But I mean, but we're giving too. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Mister, I buy you in and out twice. Listen, you all know that I'm not the most pleasant person when I'm hungry. That's very true. So I think that you buy in and out twice. I buy in and out once a week, Thursday. And then we didn't get anything Friday. And then I bought it for you Saturday. Well, I, bought, I, I took pictures for you. Okay, well, you yeah, know what? We, you we argue. Okay, I'm going to start buying in and out gift cards, and then you guys can start using that so we don't have this argument. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the youngest child's strengths. Last borns generally aren't the strongest or the smartest in the room. <laughs> what the fuck is I'm okay this? With this? I'm okay what with this. What the fuck? You know what? But I mean, truthfully, Brandon, I mean, we have a lot of street smarts, but you put a math problem in front of us. And oh we're yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm in <laughs> yeah. like a Rubik's if, cube. Yeah, if we could, if we were in escape room and the the code was a math problem, we'd never get out. I'm like, eh, you guys got <laughs> food we should in do here? an escape yeah. room. That's what we should do for a vlog. One day. Ooh. Let's do the escape room down here, over here in town. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so youngest child strengths. Last borns generally aren't the strongest. So the only problem is, is no, the weaknesses is the only thing is we're not very smart. Let me read. Okay, go ahead. Um, Sorry. Last borns generally, you're good. Last borns generally aren't the strongest or the smartest in the room. So they develop their own ways of winning attention. They're natural charmers with an outgoing social personality. No surprise than that many famous actors and comedians are the baby of the family or that they score higher in agreeableness 
on personality tests than the firstborns, according to Dr. Sulaway's research. Youngest also make a play for the spotlight with their adventurous, free-spirited... Uh, oh, wait, nope. Free-spirited lastborns are more open to unconventional experiences and taking physical risks than their siblings. Mm-hmm. Research has shown that they're more likely to play sports like football and soccer than their older siblings who preferred activities like track and tennis. So that's the strength. I mean, that's See, pretty accurate. It's extremely accurate because and it's really... Part of me mm-hmm. is like... Um, it's so weird because as the youngest child, I mean, again, Papa and Barbu were doing nothing but fighting. Auntie Vicky was like being the parent. And as far as, as I was concerned, I was the invisible child. So I yeah. was the one out there just doing shenanigans. You yeah. know, it's like, That's yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And it's funny because it's not really funny. It's kind of ironic. But as a parent, you know, I didn't really see Brandon's wildness as a warning sign and mm-hmm. I should have and I should have realized you know the the feelings I was feeling as being invisible wasn't really very fun sure and you know I probably should have acknowledged that a little bit more in Brandon when he was younger mm-hmm. eh. youngest child challenges okay let's get into this youngest are known for feeling that nothing I do is important Dr. Lemon notes none of their accomplishments seem original their siblings have already learned to talk, read, and ride a bike. So parents <laughs> react with less spontaneous joy at their accomplishments and may even wonder why can't he catch on faster. Lastborns also learn to use their role as the baby to manipulate others in mm-hmm. order to get their way. They're at least likely to be disciplined. Uh, they're the least likely to be disciplined, Dr. Lemon notes. Parents often coddle the littlest when it comes <laughs> to chores and rules, failing to hold them to the same standards as their siblings. Hmm. Brandon, Interesting. Why did you laugh at that last part? <laughs> because that's so true. Brandon, even today, as on. an adult, we will have dinner. Robert will get up to do the dishes, and you'll be like, "Okay, that's cute oh, so for you me." Live, to live. live here. It yeah, but you you make dirty dishes, and even you when you even when we were growing up, you half-assedly cleaned everything because you knew it pissed me off, and I had to clean it. Yeah. That's why I was laughing because that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah, I think the, of. yeah, the only thing. Oh, that's the only thing you can think of. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, that so was many, all of that is pretty pretty accurate. Spot on. Yeah. Well, and it's and it's funny because they're saying like the youngest child is manipulative. Yeah. I can remember Barbu and Auntie Vicky and I um, would all wrestle, mm-hmm. and you know for some reason Barbu felt it very necessary for to teach us how to wrestle, and um, I was you know five years younger than Auntie Vicky, so mm-hmm. I was always the smallest. So the way I would get out of things is I would pretend that I was hurt, and you know I'd actually start crying, and then they would stop, and then I'd be like. Aha! And then yeah. I would like jump on him and attack him. So yes. I remember when we were younger, Brandon would, um, would be in the car ride. This is before like cell phones and everything like that. And Brandon and I would argue about something and we both look out separate windows. You know, you were always right. I was always left. And Brandon would go, Oh cool. That's awesome. I go, what's awesome, Brandon? Brandon goes, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. He knew that mm-hmm. and it bothered you every time and you fell for it every yep. time. Yep. Yeah, well, that's true. So, okay, really quick, before we get into the middle child, does it kind of make sense now how it's like personality traits? Brandon and I are very similar. And Robert, sometimes it's like, do you feel like maybe that's why we seem so different? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know. Because it makes sense, right? I mean, our 
the way in which we were kind of brought up, the first child and second child, they're just completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the birth order. And it, yeah. it's and it, to me, it's like you always hear about it, but until we actually like sit down and think about it mm-hmm. and kind of put like research behind it, it makes a lot of sense now. It's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know, right. and, and, yeah. and getting back really quick to Auntie Vicky, then we'll go into the middle child one. She always used to like think that my life was easier than hers. Mm-hmm. And it what? was... it. You. Yeah, I think I think that yeah, I think yeah, that as well. Yeah, and that's one of the things and that's why we got into a fight and I think that's one of the things that hurt my feelings the most is because I always felt like she didn't validate my own pain. Sure. And Will you stop looking at me. She's hitting it right on the nail. Okay, but you but, don't have to give me those crazy eyes. But it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we just handle pain differently. It doesn't make the It Are you watching this? <laughs> I, I'm not. I see nothing wrong with what he's doing. Um, but no, it's the truth though. It's, we handle, we handle situations and pain differently, sure. but it doesn't, it doesn't diminish what we went through just because mm-hmm. we handle it differently. That's fair. Cause I'm sure there's times where Brandon like came to me with a problem and I kind of looked at it with through, I guess, the first eyes, child mm-hmm. eyes where Brandon was looking at it through a different point of view and I can see how there would be like conflict and like, you know, like, yeah. And truthfully, the only thing I wanted Auntie Vicky to do was just to acknowledge my pain. Yeah. You know, because I know that she had a really hard, truthfully, I know she had a hard life. And yeah. I, and in some terms, in some ways, her life was harder than mine. Yeah. But in some ways, my life was harder than hers. Sure. And it's just, I guess it's just a matter of just looking at each other's individuality and just, you know, just acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. So oh, let's talk about middle child. Okay. And then there's also a only child, which I'll just go over anyways. Real briefly? Real, because, it, yeah, it's only just, it's super, it's super okay. little. So middle child personality yeah. traits. If a couple decides to have a second, oh, poop. No, just go back. There you go. If the couple decides to have a second child, they might raise their second born with less of an iron fist due to the previous experiences. Um, they might uh, They might also be less attentive since there's other children in their lives. Therefore, the middle child is often a people pleaser due to the lack of attention they get in comparison to older siblings and younger siblings. The middle child often feels left out in a sense of, well, I'm not the oldest. I'm not the youngest. Who am I? Says therapist. Kind of like a Jan Brady kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Says mm-hmm. a therapist, Mary Wallace. This sort of hierarchical. Hierarch- hierarchy? It's, it's different. Why does it keep moving up and down? Uh, hierarchical. It's like, yeah. H-I-E-R-A-R-C-H-I-C-A-L. Wow. Floundering <laughs> leads middle children to make their mark among their peers since parental attention is usually devoted to the beloved firstborn or baby of the family. Yeah, that's accurate. What's more, middle children are the toughest to pin down because they play off their older siblings, uh, play off of their older siblings, says Dr. Lemon. In general, middle, middle children tend to possess the following birth order personality traits, people pleasers, somewhat rebellious, Thrives on friendships, has large social circle, and a peacemaker. So See, because I think looking at it, uh, I don't think definitely we're none of those. No. I mean, we're definitely not peacemakers. We're more like shit stirrers. Yeah. Well, we're not middle children either. Yeah. So uh, middle child strengths. Middleborns are go with the flow types. Once a younger sibling arrives, they must learn how to constantly negotiate and compromise in order to fit in with everybody. Not surprisingly, Dr. Suloway notes middle kids score higher in agreeableness than both of their older and younger siblings. Hmm. 
Because they receive less attention at home, Middletons tend to forge stronger bonds with friends and be less tethered to their family than their brothers and sisters. They're usually the first of their siblings to take a trip with another family or to want to sleep at a friend's house, says Linda Dunlap, PhD, professor of psychology at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. Poughkeepsie. No, it's Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie? It's Poughkeepsie. 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 <laughs> Middle you child. You know, there, every podcast we have to say poo at least one time. Well, it's, it's been multiple times in this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Middle child challenges. Middle kids once lived as the baby of the family until they were dethroned by a new sibling. Unfortunately, they're often ac- uh, acutely aware that they don't get as much parental attention, parental attention as their trailblazing older sibling or the beloved youngest, and they feel like their needs and wants are ignored. Middle kids are... are uh, Middle kids are in a difficult position in a family because they think that they're not valued, says Dr. Maidenberg. It's easy for them to be left out and get lost in the shuffle, and there is some validity to their complaints. A survey by the babywebsite.com, a British parenting resource, found that a third of parents with three children admit to giving their middle uh, middle child far less attention than they give their other two. Hmm. So let me ask you this, because, you know, none of, we have never had a middle child in our family. Um, Because it it made me kind of think it's like, if you're a middle child, I mean, it's like Auntie Vicky and I were, were best friends. I mean, it was literally like we were one person. I know you and Brandon are really close. Mm -hmm. It would be kind of weird. I mean, I wonder, I mean, just reading that, I mean, just the whole dynamic, if you have a middle child, if you have that sort of bond between your siblings. I don't know. Dude, it makes me think of like Lunchbox and his family yeah. or even like Jacob and his family. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Lindsay and their family. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So only real, chil- yeah, yeah, real quick. Oh. We're, yeah, we're, we're getting a little tight on time. Okay. Only children personality traits. Being an only child is a unique position. Without any siblings to compete with, the only child monopolizes his parents' attention and resources. Or his or her parents' attention and resources. Not just for a short period of time, like a firstborn, but forever. In effect, this makes uh, an only child something like a super firstborn. Only children have the privilege and the burden of having all of their parents' support and expectations on their shoulders. Thus, only children tend to be mature for their age, perfectionist, conscientious, diligent, and leaders. And that's it. Very cool. See, I think, I mean, personally, I'm glad that we did this because it, to me, it really... Makes a lot of sense. And, yeah. And, I mean, I understand why Auntie Vicky did what she did. And I'm always just trying to, like... I, you know what? One of the things I think we lacked as a family is compassion towards each other. Sure. Um, you mean, you talk about, you're talking about you as a child or us now? Um. D, both, all of yeah. the above. I'm compassionate. No. <laughs> you know what? In, in what fucking universe? No. I'm just saying that like if... Well, now you are. No, I think... <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a sarcastic uh, statement. I, I, I appreciate you guys trying to defend me, but that was sarcasm. Well, I still think... I mean, every once in a while when we're talking, if one of us struggles, I think... I mean, I always just try to be like, you know what? We just need to be compassionate. Mm. Because, I mean, when we were growing... When you guys were growing up, and even in my own childhood, it was basically a world... It was like a war. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I think that we don't have the compassion towards each other that I think we should. And hopefully, no, by looking at each other's differences, maybe we can have a little sure. bit more compassion. Like compassion, like how the... Like if Brandon is struggling, sometimes you look at him as like uh, um, as the firstborn, and sometimes like if Robert's struggling, you look at him like a like a like mm. a secondborn. In, in what way? Well, I mean, it's like you sometimes you just 
I have to, as a mother, I mean, I see it going both ways. And I just have to be like, oh, well, I guess we just have to understand, yeah. you know? Okay. So that's all I'm saying. So, yeah. which brings us to Valentine's Day. I didn't realize it was tomorrow. It's yeah. tomorrow. I or can't. today, I guess today. Well, I, no, well, no. well the podcast it's... airs tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, so like, happy be... Valentine's Day today. Yeah. So it's going to be Valentine's Day when this um, records or when when it airs. And I personally cannot stand Valentine's Day. Really? No. I just think it's a day that, you know, it's a day that is generated to, um, to, it's a commercialized, um, Mm -hmm. it's a commercialized holiday. And you know what? Being single, I, I'm really, I love being single. Sure. You know, I, I've never been happier, but a lot of people out there are made to feel bad mm-hmm. for being single on Valentine's Day. Then on a flip side, if you're in a relationship that's not a healthy relationship, it really makes it, it's a really sucky day because boy, it just brings it home that your relationship sucks on sure. Valentine's Day. And then you start having more resentment for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know I've had, I've been in relationships where Valentine's Day sucks. Um, and I've also been single where I'm like, oh, okay, I think, I think what, I think maybe what I look at Valentine's Day is like, it looks like it's like a big deal, but like I've always been a bit on the assumption that like a lot like Papa, you know, like he didn't have to really tell us he loves us because he, he did things throughout, you know, throughout our whole life that proved that he loved us. And I think maybe I look at Valentine's Day the same way where like, you know, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm going to demonstrate how much I love them throughout the year mm-hmm. versus, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, today's Valentine's Day. I have to remind you that I'm still in love with you. Well, it's like Mother's Day. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to tell me one day a year that you love me. I already know you do. Yeah. No. We, and we get you, we don't, we, we get you the same present every year. Nothing. Uh, the, our love. Yeah. <laughs> like you're welcome. You know, like you wouldn't be a mother without us. So. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, I remember being, you know, when I was, I've never been in a healthy relationship. Sure. Period. Um, so I remember like on those days on Valentine's day, you know, being married, it was just really sad because it really just made me, it was the one day that I couldn't pretend like everything was okay. Yeah. yeah. Is know? it now, is that because it's so in your face mm-hmm. from every single aspect? Well, yeah, because you look everywhere and it's like, you see happy people out to dinner or you, you see pe- happy people in the media or you see happy people here or, you know, you'll hear like, Oh, you know, my husband did this for me on Valentine's day. And, mm-hmm. and it just really, like I said, it, you can't hide the fact that you're in a bad relationship on Valentine's day. Sure. But do they do that for you on any other day than Valentine's day? That's the real question. So it's like, like say like, okay, well my husband or my wife did this mm-hmm. for me on Valentine's day, but do they show that same kind of compassion and love throughout the year? Like you guys were saying? Yeah. See, that's, that, that's, the, that's always been my thing. Like, and I, and I respect Valentine's day for what it is. And I think yeah. it's cool for people to like, have an excuse to kind of go out and maybe like have an excuse to like dress up and, and do something cool that they don't normally do. But I've always been, I don't know. I've always been in the assumption that like, yo, I should, you know, I should, you, I should be able to show you how much I love you throughout the year. Like yeah. I shouldn't have to wait for a date, mm-hmm. you know, like throughout like, or your birthday or anything like that. These, these milestone holidays, like it, it, the love should be consistent. And you, I mean, and truthfully, like with social media, especially people, you know, if you, and you have to be really careful when you're on social media, because if you're kind of like in a gray area and then you go on social media and you see everybody being happy, it kind of makes it be like, well, you know what? They're super happy. I'm super not. But you, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times what people put out there might be a facade, yeah. but, and you know, and that's just for each individual to determine themselves. But I'm just saying it's like in my own past relationships, it was, 
I was always in denial of what kind of relationship mm -hmm. I was in. And it was just, and like I said, it just seemed like on those particular day, on that particular day, it was the one day that I would have to admit to myself yeah. that my relationship wasn't a good relationship. So but, that's kind of yeah. where I'm at with, with that. You make an interesting point too about the social media, right? Because mm -hmm. that's, you know, people only post what they want to show you, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like an iceberg effect. You know, they only show you the good part, not the, the shady shit under the water mm -hmm. or it's like the wizard of oz it's like yeah. man behind the yeah curtain. just yeah just showing mm -hmm. you the thing yeah. and that's one of the reasons why i think i mean i'm really proud of my platform is because it's like i'm very transparent it's like if i'm having a bad day i'll be like yo i'm having a bad day mm -hmm. and here's how i'm gonna deal yeah. with it it's gonna be mashed potatoes and netflix yeah i mean and that's what's kind of cool too about your platform too is like it's there's no You've, you've, you've never been like demonstrated this facade of like you're better than other people or that you're like this superhuman or that you're like above anybody. You, you never put yourself on a pedestal, mm -hmm. I guess is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. And you're like, I'm just like everybody else. You know, like I have shitty days, you know, I'm single, like, you know, this, this is just who I am. You know, you don't have to pretend to be anything other than you're not. Yeah. So I definitely always like to make a little, um, like a little shout out. I did a TikTok and I'll do a couple of more posts, but I just want everybody out there who is now seeing, here's the thing. If you're in a relationship and you love Valentine's day, I am so happy for you. And that's awesome. And I am not a love hater, but where I'm trying to do is to let everybody out there who's who's not in a relationship who perhaps is feeling bad about themselves because they're not I just want you to know it's okay it's okay to be single and it's okay to be it's okay to be by yourself yeah, you know and I think it's it. an important message that needs to be had I mean people ask me all the time are you ever going to get remarried well the answer to that is no yeah. but I mean I would be in a relationship with somebody if somebody came into my life and could actually enhance my life sure you know i would definitely do that oh nine times out of ten mm -hmm. you, you know, know instead of just trying to like um trying to fit something in that like trying to fit a person in because you think that's what you want instead of just like what is this person yeah. gonna do for me well yeah. i think also too i think people get in relationships that are like well if this person loves me then i guess i'll love myself kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think people try to find self-validation through others and i think they can they can find that in a relationship or they, they look for that in a relationship. Yeah. Excuse me. In mm -hmm. I, a lot of my relationships in the past, that's what I did. Yeah. You know, I was just like, well oh, shit, yeah. if they can fucking love me, then I can love myself. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Or if you'd be like, well, if I can fix them, mm -hmm. they're going to love me. Yeah. They'll love me more. Yeah. And then you fix, you know, you try to fix them and then they still don't love you. And then that just makes that rabbit mm -hmm. hole even bigger. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's the problem too. Like, you know, you, you think somebody needs fixing, right? Like mm -hmm. you have like, Oh, I can change them. I can make them a better person. It, it, well, that's just who they are. Right. Like I think, I think there's a, that's, that's a pitfall right there. Yeah. That's a red flag. I remember one time on when one of your relationships, you were like, I was like, yeah, she's got some issues. And you're like, well, she's like a little baby bird that needs to be fixed. And, yeah. and you know it, and it, it chewed you up. Yeah, that hard. did not work out well. That did not work out well. That little baby bird had some fucking fangs. Yeah. Which most people do because they don't, you know, they don't show their true selves until yeah. they're like a little bit in the relationship because they're like, okay, you know what? If I just act like this, it's yeah, a facade. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then at some point they flip mm -hmm. you're like, yo, what the fuck just happened mm -hmm. right now? Like you weren't like this a couple months ago and now you're just 
something else yeah. Like, yeah what the fuck well i think that i mean hopefully that you guys i mean i would love to see you in a healthy relationship and sure. you know married and and grandkids and all that good stuff i don't know about kids i did i don't know i kind of i saw winnie jason's kid yeah she is so heckin adorable well jason's a beautiful man no not even so much that just like the fact that like there's just like this little kid who like hangs out with you all day like it sounds awesome i don't know dude i have pam and i'm just <laughs> like dude she fucking starts chewing on my string lights there you go like when they're on and I don't want her to get electrocuted. So I don't think she would get electrocuted. Well, she, know, she maybe she know. just needs attention. Maybe she's crying out for I attention. I give her attention all day. Yeah, yeah, but not that kind. You know what? Just yelling at her is not attention. Pam I, should be your Valentine's. That's actually a good point. Yeah. yeah. I'll put a little, I'll try to put a bow on her without getting my face clawed off. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know what? Just tell her you love her. Yeah. I always do. Uh, we can go for a couple more minutes. Oh, cool. I, I just always didn't. tell her. Uh, I'd say about 10 more minutes. We're at, we're at an hour right now. Oh, cool. Generally, we go like an hour eight. Yeah, well, I just like I said, and then also too. I mean, to me, it was really important. It, it, well, I think it. Well, I think it's important too. Like you say, though, I, before I interrupt you, continue. Yeah. No, no, no. I just think it's an important message, and I, and I always because when I'm on lives or something like that, when people bring that up, and I'm like, it's okay to be single. How many people are like, thank you for actually saying that? Mm. No, why do you think that is? Why do you think? Why do you think there's such a, a backlash when it, you? Well, because if you don't, yeah, because if, because the way society looks at you, if you don't have a mate, there's something wrong with you. Sure. You know what? I mean, all the time, it's like, I remember when I would like actually be dating, you know, I'd be like, oh, I've been single for this long. At first thing out of their mouth would be like, well, what's wrong with you? I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? So by being single, it's almost like you've been rejected and you can't find anybody. Sure. So there must be something wrong with you. Well, I think it's important for people to stay single for at least a little bit of time. So this way they really understand who they are as a person or what they're Mm -hmm. looking for in a relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've been, you know, I've been single for a little bit and I know exactly what kind of traits and qualities I'm looking for into a a person. So if I find that, you know, if I find her and then I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Like this makes sense. This is what I'm looking for. You know, I'm not just trying to fit a square hole in a round peg. Yeah. Yeah. Or a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the pressure of society sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's why people do that. There's, yeah. it's, there's so much pressure in society itself that like if you don't have a job where like you don't, I mean like a, a certain job where yeah. you're not making a certain amount of money or you're, you're single, they always just look at you like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why yeah. aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. like, well, what, where in the unwritten writ, like, code book mm-hmm. does it say that i have to do this yeah. you know that's just the pressure because of society is, putting yeah, it on everybody because there is an unwritten code book out there and the beautiful thing is is that we are actively trying to change that code book yeah. you know yeah, just be who you are mm-hmm. and say fuck you to everybody else yeah. yeah because i mean when you guys were younger i know that i dated a lot and in my little in my mind and where i was mentally at that time I was trying to, you know, I was trying to find you a dad sure, and it just backfired right into my face. But that's really what I was trying to do. I was trying to, I was trying to find like a partner that would be in your life as a healthy role model that we could work together, you know, kind of like the Brady Bunch kind of thing. Uh, you know, you see like blended families on TV and they look so happy mm-hmm. and you know, it just was one cluster after another. And like I said, I ended up doing more damage to, to you and me yeah. than I did trying to help. But never once did I, 
I go into a relationship like, oh, this one's going to screw my kids up even more. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah but I mean, you if know? you don't help yourself first and you're just going to keep finding that oh, toxic yeah, no. ass relationship. Yeah, you over find that toxic trait, again. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was completely, I should not have been dating. I should have been working on healing myself. Yeah. But you know what? In that particular moment, in that particular, you know, addiction, I didn't see that I needed to be fixed. I thought that that was my life. Yeah. See, that's just the thing. It's it's like when when you're in that kind of like mindset of like, well, this is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, why would I wait to to fix myself when I don't think I'm fixable? Yeah. That's you fair. Know? Never once did I think that I would be sober and have this kind of relationship. So I didn't strive for it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, it is what it is. Yeah. So today after the podcast, I'm going to go back out um, really quick. I don't want to be out too long today. I went to Orange County yesterday to do thrifting. Did you know that there are not very many thrift stores in Orange County? I did not. I wasn't aware. I mean, pretty much past Lake Forest. You went that far? Oh yeah, no, I was um I went over the Ortegas, which yeah. by the way, they're doing construction on yeah. the Ortega. It is no, I did not have fun. I went um I went I took that way to Jason's uh yeah. two weeks ago last week and a car actually drove off the road. The Ortegas? Really? Yeah, the Ortegas. Yeah, because there's uh, it was right, you know, like you're driving if you're driving to Orange County, yeah. you know mm-hmm. there's all those windy like it's all that mountain areas. I love those roads. Um somebody just drove straight right off the cliff. <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> no gnarly. way. Yeah, really? it wasn't like a big cliff, but it was like they probably like fell like Maybe like 15, 20 feet. Wow, that's, that's still insane. a lot. It, was it like at the top where you kind of get on there? Or so, is it... okay, so you know how like, okay, so let's say you're going to Orange County. You yeah. know how you drive up and there's a lookout yeah, yeah. and you drive, you kind of goes left and there's a Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. um, below that, there's like those those really big yeah. cutbacks. Yeah, yeah. It's right there. It was, oh. like, it was like right before we go for those hikes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although that, that road is insanely fun on a motorcycle. Yeah, I reckon. I can imagine. But so I went there and so I went over the Ortegas and then I went to Lake Forest. And but it if I had to gone south, like towards like San Clemente and stuff, um, there was nothing in Orange County. I mean, there's nothing in San Clemente. There, no, I Googled because I wanted to go to Goodwill. Yeah. Um, there was one in Lake Forest. There was a couple in Santa Ana. And then I think there was one in Brea mm. and that was it. And then I even Googled like, Wait, the, you were in Brea too. No, I didn't oh, go to Brea. Okay. So that's far, no, that's far. <laughs> no. And then I went to the one in Santa Ana and I couldn't find anything. Yeah. And so then, but they had like rare finds at Goodwill. So I'm like, Ooh, yes. Louis Vuitton for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, so I, I map quested it, but I kept circling. The only thing I could find was a post office really? and I kept circling the post office. And so finally I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. It's hot. Yeah. I want water. There's no place to park. So I'm just like, I'm going to go home to Temecula. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like go down South next time. I, guess, I, am. I mean, there's always good finds in Encinitas. That's yeah. what I want to hit our little, um, I want to hit our little store in Encinitas mm-hmm. and then maybe like Carlsbad. And then I was, there's, there's a, a huge thrift store in Escondido called friends of the Valley. Really? Oh, it's it's the size of like a Costco. It's huge. What? It's giant. I, that's where Do I got that wetsuit. That's where I got that wetsuit that got stuck on me for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's right next to the. It's not. It's a satellite campus for MSJC in Escondido. There's a huge one right there. It's called Friends of the Valley. I'll have to go. Yeah, because Brandon, you're gonna start going with me one day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna start a Poshmark. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't want to be all like, "Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go?" But when when you're ready, Brandon, just let me know when you're ready. Now, would you just and post stuff on her Poshmark? No, I would make my own. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'd just start my little own, and then I would like, since I have a ring light at home, I can take a little bit better pictures, yeah. and I can just take them on my phone because like it's that's still, all I take them on yeah, is my yeah, phone. Yeah, they're yeah. still good. I've done my research, and what they say is you have to have like a good consistent background. 
Um, I've really been pleased and, and Robert even acknowledged that like hanging it on that um, the dresser, that dresser in my room is like the perfect lighting and the perfect backdrop. See, I would just do it in my sunroom. Yeah. Because I mean, it's it's a wonderful mm-hmm. light and yeah. then I can just hang it right there real quick. Take a mm-hmm. picture. You'd have to have like a backdrop or something. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, Brady, if you take a photo of, the, of a piece of clothing hanging on a it, window, it's going to be all overexposed or underexposed. <laughs> well, I didn't think that far. Well, what I would do is I would maybe get like a tapestry or something and then, <clears throat> and then just have that as your constant background. Yeah, but it's a pretty cool little app. I mean, it's like I have my header. I have like a little picture of myself, you know, and and mm-hmm. um, but whatever. One of the things that I've I've researched this a little uh, actually a lot. They said, make sure your background is consistent yeah. and that your pictures are, you know, are good. So yeah. actually, while I'm out today, I know we have that iron but I want to get like a little ironing board because I want to make sure that when I take my pictures, my clothes, you know, aren't wrinkly. Yeah. And because it's how you're presenting yourself. Oh, we had an ironing board. Yeah, I thought we did too. We had an ironing board at the old place. Oh. I was just going to get one of those like little shorty orties. Okay. So I because yeah, we have it. an iron we've never used. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to, Brandon, you're more than welcome to use the same backdrop as I have. It's completely up to you. But if not, just, you know, around your house, maybe yeah. just do like a couple of test shots. But I take all my pictures on my phone. Yeah. No, I'm going to I'm gonna create my own little thing. Yeah, I cool. think it's really, really cool. And I'm really proud that you're doing your own thing because as much as I would, I will 100% help you. I think it's really important for you to have that as your own platform. Yeah. yeah it's my own little sense of, you know, I guess pride in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your individuality. Yeah. 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 So what I'm doing while I'm out, um, I researched it yesterday and I sent him the YouTube on like some brands that are hundred percent are like money makers. So while I'm out and about, if I find these things, I'm just grabbing them for Brandon. For sure. So when you start your store, you've already got, you already, stock. yeah, you have like a nice little um, inventory of stuff yeah. that for when you're ready. So what I'm trying to say is I am 100% here to support you, but I don't want to be like that exactly. little naggy bird on your mm-hmm. shoulder of yeah, like, yeah. so I, as a mom, I'm trying to grow as being supportive, but not like yeah. overbearing. Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. And Robert, if you want to. I'll, I'll, uh, no, <laughs> but I appreciate the offer. See, but, and I know that you're really patient with me, Robert, because mm-hmm. I do come home like with a little, you know, the little mouse and be like, yep. Look what I found. Yep. And it's worth this. Yep. And I can sell it for this. Yep. And he's always just like, that's cool. Yeah. But you know. It's it's fun to share, and I appreciate. I actually I appreciate both of you for being so patient with me mm-hmm. through this process because you've been both you've been amazingly supportive, and I don't think I would be where I am today without your support. There you go. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yep. We'll just take twenty percent of the profits. Yep. Okay. No, I like fifty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'll I'll keep my measly fifteen percent. You guys can have the rest. Sold. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. So that's what I'm doing. Nice. And it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm going to be, I want to get out of here so I can yeah. be back. I think the game starts at three and I want to be home by then because I know that a lot of people have a tendency to celebrate a little bit too much and hit the road and, and LA, I want to be safe. It's crazy to think. Yeah. You know, yesterday when I was in Orange County, every yeah. overpass sign says fans don't let fans drive drunk or yeah. high. Well, there's going to be like, they, Des was telling me that in LA, there's the, the highest police presence there's ever been at any Super Bowl. I can there's imagine. Gonna like, there's going to be like, th- I think there's like two jets flying over. There's going to be like 
bajillion SWAT cops, all the stuff. So is it just for like um, after the game or just in well, the yeah, game in general? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the Rams at LA, I right? Know. So you know, if the Rams win, they're going to go crazy. If the Rams lose, uh, they're going to go crazy. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully people don't do that. I don't understand why when you're celebrating, you it turns into destructiveness. Well, but I mean, have you ever broken anything? It's awesome. Did you know that they have... (laughs) It feels so cool to break shit. I saw on TikTok that they actually have like a a room where you can go in and just smash stuff. I would love that. I would do that in a heartbeat. We'll have to find that because this guy, he did a TikTok and he took his wife there and she's just in the background beating the shit out of something with a bat. And he's like, instantly he's like, I've never been so scared for my life. Oh yeah. No, it's fun to break stuff. Yeah. Yeah, It is a lot of fun. Okay. Then we'll have to, in a very controlled way, go break stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you you know what? Happy Valentine's Day to anybody out there who wants to celebrate it. Um, I love you very much. You can find us all on our social media platforms. I am gray hair and tattoos anywhere. I'm going to be there. Brandon on Instagram. And Robert. Yeah. Oh, Twitch is Don't Die Disco. Very cool. If you want to follow Brandon there, Robert is Sherbert on all on most of his or Robert Robert Pike Pike on Instagram. So until next week, remember, um, we love you and we'll be talking to you then. Bye.